Welcome to Business Today with the MBA on Money Radio WPSE. My name is Jesby Friend. I'm the Senior Director of Public Relations with the Manufacturer and Business Association. On today's program, we will hear from a friend of our organization about the May 18th primary and why it's imperative business owners are educated about the confusing ballot questions they and their employees will see at the polls. This morning, it's my pleasure to welcome Matt Briette, President of Commonwealth Partner Chambers of Entrepreneurs, to today's program. Matt, thank you for joining us. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. Jezri, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it because um, these issues that we're going to be tackling are very, very important uh, for Pennsylvania. So Commonwealth Partners Chamber of Entrepreneurs uh, is a membership association uh, for philanthropists and entrepreneurs that uh, want to influence and impact state government. So we focus uh, only on Pennsylvania, from governor on down to the state house, and uh, urge members of the General Assembly and our governor uh, to implement free market public policies that benefit all Pennsylvanians. Yeah, that's outstanding, and that's why we're so happy to have you on. Uh, as our listeners know, you know, our role is to promote pro-growth and pro-business uh, policies, and that's right in the same kind of lane. Um, so thank you again uh, for your time, and more importantly, your expertise on this very timely issue uh, that we're all going to be dealing with shortly. You know, at the MBA, we believe it's important for our members and the business community to be well-informed on issues that will affect their business operations. Uh, the primary election, uh, it's coming up Tuesday, May 18th, right around the corner, and with it, as we mentioned, are some confusingly worded ballot questions. Matt, could you tell our listeners a little more what's on the ballot? Yeah, so on the ballot are two constitutional questions uh, that were really necessitated because um, we had a rewriting of the law by our state uh, Supreme Court, uh, and we've had, a, an, a, unfortunately, an abuse of power uh, by our current governor. And these constitutional amendments are to uh, restore checks and balances, uh, separation of powers, and uh, make sure that we have a more holistic rather than a unilateral and unlimited approach to solving our, our crises. Um, emergency declarations are absolutely necessary uh, for a governor to be able to respond immediately uh, to a crisis. And um, unfortunately, our current governor has abused those powers and has sidelined the people's voice, uh, our House and uh, uh, Senate members, and it has necessitated the need for these two questions. Um, and you ask about the, the wording of these, and, and you're absolutely right. It's very confusing. And unfortunately, this is where Governor Wolf made it intentionally so. Uh, his Secretary of State were able to craft the questions uh, that uh, people will see on the ballots in an effort to skew the outcome. Um, and uh, I, I hope we'll be able to talk about what these actually mean and, and why they're necessary. Um, but it's unfortunate. Even uh, Democratic uh, members of the House and Senate have been critical of the wording of these. In fact, Senator Lisa Buscola, a Democrat from the Allentown area, called it disingenuous. Um, so that shows you how bad the wording of these is and uh, why we need to explain these things to the voters before May 18. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, you talked about the importance of having our local representatives involved. I want to touch on that in just a minute. But you talked about, you know, the confusing wording. 
You know, do you think that was intentional, not intentional? Um, you know, we saw some studies recently, and this is why we thought this was important to bring to the attention of the business community. When voters go to the election, uh, to the election polls, and they see a ballot question and they're unsure of what it actually means if they vote yes or they vote no, more often than not, they just skip over it and don't vote either way because they're concerned about casting the wrong vote. So this is why this is so important. You understand what these questions mean and what a yes vote would mean and what a no vote would mean. So could you tell us a little bit more, uh, maybe just a little bit of detail on how we got to where we're at now? Yes. So in our state statute, uh, the way in which um, an emergency declaration occurs is that the governor uh, issues such a declaration and it can last for 90 days. Now, our, our, our statute also permits the General Assembly the power to rescind an emergency declaration by a simple majority vote in both the House and the Senate. Now, unfortunately, uh, Governor Wolf decided he had the power to veto uh, such a resolution. Now, arguments were made that, no, that's not what's written in the statute, uh, but the Pennsylvania Supreme Court agreed with Governor Wolf and therefore upheld his veto of the resolution. Now, what the Supreme Court did is effectively put in place a standard whereby it would be easier to impeach and remove Governor Wolf from office than to overturn his veto. And so the necessity here was we need to clarify this language that restores this balance of power. Um, but I think it's also important, Jezri, to, to point out what this is not, because the governor is saying that this is a power grab of the General Assembly. Uh, but what these two constitutional amendments will do is the first one will simply say that a simple majority vote can rescind an emergency declaration. So that's the first thing is clarifying that that check and balance from the House and the Senate by a simple majority vote can overturn an emergency declaration. The second question is saying instead of 90 days that a governor would have 21 days after which he would need the approval of the House and the Senate. Now, if we are in an emergency state uh, and there is a crisis going on, you can guarantee that the House and Senate will continue to empower a governor with the emergency powers so that he can act swiftly uh, and efficiently to these problems. And in fact, none of this uh, movement in the House occurred even in the first 90 days uh, of this crisis. And so we have seen it where the General Assembly has allowed for great latitude for a governor to respond to an emergency declaration. So the two questions are very simple of saying a simple majority vote of House and Senate to overturn an emergency declaration and that after 21 days, a governor must get the approval of the General Assembly to continue a state of emergency. Because right now, Jezri, we are in an unlimited and unilateral uh, uh, power base for the governor that we have seen an abuse of the powers, whether it was shutting down businesses and having an arbitrary and capricious approach to what's essential, what's non-essential, what is, what is safe and not safe. And we need to have the voices of the people involved in those because I think that that would have helped save us not only a lot of the uh, negative impacts on people's lives and livelihoods, 
But I think we could have handled this crisis a lot better uh, with including the people's voice and that being our members of the House of Representatives and State Senate. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack and very important. And now you guys see why this is such an important issue. and It's just not a simple ballot question. Um, but there's a lot of confusing things out there. As, as Matt Briette uh, pointed out, you know, we heard uh, misinformation saying the governor wouldn't have any ability to declare an emergency declaration anymore. That's simply not true. Um, it's pretty clear, black and white, on, on what this actually does and what it doesn't do. I would caution our listeners, anyone that would say something like that seemingly is trying to misguide you, and you should use caution moving forward. Um, Matt, if you could tell us uh, just a couple more things. You know, why is this important to the business community? You kind of touched on it. Yeah. We all experienced it last year. Our members, you know, wow, were we inundated with requests and, and helping as many as we could as fast as we could. It seemed like there was no rhyme or reason to which businesses were shut down, which weren't. We had some in the same industries in the same town that were got the thumbs up and others got the thumbs down. This kind of brings in the point you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, and that was our elected representatives need to have a say because they know best on how our how these things affect our communities. Yeah, so uh, the, from the very beginning, Pennsylvania took a different route than most states. Uh, Governor Wolf's uh, issuing of waivers and creating a different metric by which certain businesses were closed and others were uh, to remain open. And then, we, like you said, we saw some businesses that uh, were opened, um, but their competitors were closed uh, because of some convoluted definition of essential and non-essential. Now, the real problem in this, Jezri, was while our General Assembly was attempting to fix a lot of these things, such as uh, construction. Construction was shut down in Pennsylvania. No other state was doing that. Yet Governor Wolf had decided that that was non-essential, whether it was constructing someone's homes or even some of our road building projects and bridges. And so the General Assembly, in trying to weigh in on this, had no say because of these extraordinary emergency powers. And so it took them passing laws through the House, through the Senate, and then putting in these things on his desk, at which point he vetoed them, and then he went and implemented some of those changes. So it would take weeks upon weeks for us to get resolution. And as business owners know, weeks can be a matter of life and death in terms of your business operations. And so this shows why we need to make sure that the General Assembly has that input from the very beginning and that it is a collaborative uh, process and that no governor, whether it's this governor today or a Republican governor in the future, uh, can just go it alone. We know that that is not the best way to handle these things and having checks and balances and making sure that uh, there is input, particularly from the voice of the people, and those are our members of the House and the Senate, uh, this is about restoring that. It's not about taking away the power of, of a governor to react and, and respond effectively to an emergency. But it says, look, there needs to be balance in all of this. And I think that the common sense will prevail uh, when a governor needs these kinds of powers. He, will ex he or she will experience the full support of the General Assembly. Um, but we think we could have handled this far better um, if we'd have had these kinds of checks and balances in place. Yeah, you touched on a good point, Matt. You know, 
it should also be noted the support for these moving forward, even in the, the voting records, was bipartisan. It was a bipartisan yes. effort to get more in, uh, involvement from the legislature. This isn't a, a Republican thing, a Democrat thing. You know, governors come and go. But checks and balances, as the founders, you know, intended, with partnered with accountability, they're fundamental American principles that must continue past any one man or woman or governor. Um, and that's why this is this is so important. So wrapping up our conversation today, you know, uh, I do appreciate your time. Uh, I want to give you one last shameless plug. How can our listeners learn more about this and about your organization as a, as a thank you for coming on our program today? You bet. So the first thing is on May 18, it's important that people understand these ballot questions. Folks can go to VoteYesPA.com where you will see the actual language and an explanation, as well as tools for employers and employees to be informed about these ballot questions. So I encourage people to go to VoteYesPA.com. Of course, folks can also find us at TheCommonwealthPartners.com, and uh, we're happy to partner with you at MBA and all the folks that are fighting for you know, our, our lives and our livelihoods. We don't have, they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, we can protect people's lives and their livelihoods. And so we think that this is a better way. Uh, and so encourage people to vote yes on May 18. Couldn't have said it better myself. Matt Briette is our guest from the Commonwealth Partners of Entrepreneurs. Thank you so much. And for businesses that want to learn more, again, check out Vote Yes. And you can always learn more at our website at www.mbausa.org. To all our listeners, thank you for joining us for today's program. I'm Jesri Friend, and this is Business Today with the MBA on Money Radio WPSE.